Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm not a big conspiracy theorist. Sometimes I wonder, though, if we really knew everything about everything, would we be astounded to know how we're being led around by the nose? Noses, I guess. We don't all share one nose. How we're being led around by the noses. And so every now and then I can get I can get immersed in a good conspiracy theory. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna give you an example. Not not gonna wade into that cesspool. But it is fun every now and then to encounter someone who's big into conspiracy theories and how they can get so deep into them that they see the world through completely different eyes and nothing is authentic and nothing is real and nothing is as it seems. Everything is just a sham and a show. (laughs) I ran into one of those heavy conspiracy theorists in Texas as I was celebrating the holidays with Bob's extended family. I ran like the hills This family member tried to rope me in. I'm like, no, I'm out. (laughs) Have you ever like gone into a wormhole of a conspiracy theory? Any any given one Uh and like gotten so deep and you don't believe it. You know, it's not true, but you're like, maybe. No, (laughs) stop it. The ones that blow me away are the ones that are based on people not believing history because they didn't know or they they didn't see it with their own eyes, right? They didn't know what happened because they weren't alive or they they didn't witness it themselves and so they don't believe it. Did you know there's an entire faction of people out there who do not believe the Titanic is real? Yeah. They just think it's a movie. <laughs> Forget the fact that there are were as recently as a few years ago people that were still that had been part of the Titanic or that re- obviously there's still people that remember artifacts yeah, all over just, I mean, yeah, that's crazy. No, nah, but I didn't see it. Didn't happen. Right. So anyway, I'm not a big conspiracy theorist. Uh, generally, don't, how could you possibly say that? Don't even want to hear them most of the time. But there are some that are really amusing, and people, when they believe them and they're passionate and convicted, now and then I can think, huh? What if I'm just wrong? And everything you think you know is completely inaccurate, and you are, in fact, being duped. (laughs) Is that a conspiracy in itself? By the powers that be. A conspiracy to make you believe you're being duped? Hmm. Maybe this is not real. Our sports radio is actually controlled by the Chinese, and it's not real. Uh, Would it surprise me at this point? I can't even come up with a good conspiracy theorist theory. I'm not 
That's just not my area of expertise. But I do believe that Facebook is selling our information to the Chinese and that the Chinese are behind TikTok and they're spying on you. I think that's fair. And that Alexa is always spying on you, as is, what's the other one? Siri. Yeah. Well, I told you what happened to me recently where I was just having a conversation with my family, didn't enter anything on Twitter, mm-hmm. nothing on my internet browser. I, I forgot exactly what it was, but there it is. I go on Twitter, on Instagram the next time. TSA pre-check? I don't think it was that. But I, I have been looking at that, so I, that'll probably pop up soon, too. Mm. Or, like, airline trips, because I'm looking at those, too. Like, Expedia, Kayak, all that stuff. But how does it happen in here? Because sometimes you and I are... T- maybe it's because our phones are listening. That's what I'm saying, where I'm not even typing anything in, and it just hears. Like, it's just... I'm just having a conversation with, like, no. my dad or my sister, and there That's it scary. is. It's an ad for what exactly we were talking about. That's a scary. It happens all the time. Because it does happen when you and I are having conversations that I'll then go into a browser, open up a particular site, and there are ads for that product or at least something that's related to what we were talking about. Always. Just because my phone is sitting here listening to me. Coffee creamer. Twinkie coffee creamer. Now you're going to get an ad for coffee creamer. Ooh, if they can tell us where to find it again, uh, I'd be, be nice. really happy about See, that. It could be used for good if they wanted it to. But So funny. So I'll tell you this. When I was... Searching for a wedding dress before I found a wedding dress, I was looking for styles online. And this happens with Google. You can look on one computer, and when you are logged into another computer and Google figures out that it's you based on your email or whatever else is happening, well, then you see the ads that are related to your searches elsewhere. And so... I would search for wedding dresses and wedding dress styles on my home computer where my email was open and then I would come into work and I would log into my Gmail because now our work email is Gmail. I would log into our Gmail and there would be wedding dress ads and pictures all over the site. And I'm thinking, oh, I wonder if when the guys come in and they search on Google, if they're going to see all of these wedding dress photos pop up or if they're going to be all over whatever, whatever CBSSports.com website that I use and they're going to wonder who the heck. And then uh, my immediate next thought was, well, of course they're going to know who it is because who else would be searching for wedding dresses? So that was kind of funny. It was all over our work computer when I was looking, going back to last summer. So they're following us. Uh, Following us, spying on us, keeping tabs on us, tracking us, our every move. See, I don't think this is a Listening to our every word. Yeah, this is just like fact. No, it is fact. It is. I don't think there's a whole lot of people that would dispute that phones are, in fact, used as listening devices. Can we just go back to landlines? I still have a landline. Do you? I wish I did. Uh Uh-huh. I use it for interviews when people ask me to do interviews on their shows. And the reason I have it is because going back to my conversations with Grammy Helen, because of her hearing aids... She really had interference on a cell phone. She couldn't hear very well when I'd call her on a cell phone. I'd have to yell, and she just couldn't get the whole thing. And so instead, I kept a landline for that reason. But also, it's a clearer signal. So I generally do like to use it for my interviews that I do. And I give it the number out to companies when they ask me for a number. Smart. Very smart. It does not have an answering machine on it. 
So the the phone will just ring. And half the time the phone's unplugged anyway. I don't always use it, right? So it's not even, I guess I could get rid of it and it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Uh, but because I, I don't really use it a lot, especially now that Grammy is gone, I really, for the most part, use my cell phone anyway. So you're not just home and it'll just ring and you'll be, oh, who's well, that? When, like it's, when it's plugged in, it yeah. will just ring. And since there's no voicemail or, or message answering machine on it, uh, it, it just keeps ringing until the people hang up. It doesn't ever stop ringing. Mm. So that can be kind of annoying. Uh, so actually, I've been thinking about getting rid of it anyway, just because it's about 25 bucks a month. And I I like to start out the new year with trimming expenses where I can. Uh, so, yeah, I probably could get rid of it but i still have one do you remember answering phones before you knew who it was because i don't i know i I I know you know this about me i don't answer the phone call if i don't know who i don't either on my cell if i don't know the number if your number is not saved into my phone then that means i don't need to pick up on the first ring now there are a couple businesses that i recognize their numbers now for instance the vet where i've been taking penny for the last 11 years I know their number by heart. (laughs) They call me. I call them. I know everybody who works at the front desk. I know all the doctors. Yeah, so there are some businesses that I know. But for the most part, I don't answer any number that I I don't recognize or that isn't saved into my phone. Because if it's so important, they'll either call back again right away or another time or text you saying, hey, it's blank, blank. You don't have voicemail. No. So people can't leave you a message. No, you'd have to text me and say, it's me trying to reach you or pick up now. It's me. But if I don't know who it is, I'm... Pick up now. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's me. <laughs> but if you don't have the number saved, then you wouldn't know who that person is anyway. Uh, pick up true. now. It's me. And it's a number you don't recognize. Well, would you actually say, pick it up? They'd have to say, like, their name. Like, I'd need, a, I'd need a first and last name before I'd say... Or if it was like, hey, pick up. It's Bill. I'd be, hmm, Bill who? I wouldn't just call back. I'd go, oh, okay, it's Bill. So... Need some, need some clarification. You know what happens so many times around the wedding and even after the fact as congratulations? Numbers that I didn't recognize sending me, hey, congrats in order. I heard you're getting married. That's so awesome. I'm so happy for you. And in some cases, they were the nicest messages. I'm unbelievably happy and proud for you. I know you've waited such a long time. What a great celebration it will be. And I had no clue who the person was. So happy for our friendship. (laughs) Exactly. Well, no, I wouldn't go that far. But yes, I I was thinking, holy cow, uh, it's people that are probably from work. Right, that not this particular work, but previous jobs and former colleagues who are reaching out to me and I don't have their numbers saved because I don't use them on a regular basis. And plus, I remember I had the phone death two summers ago. Lost everything. I lost a lot of numbers there. So there's people that I'm sure. So I had to write back with a generic type of response. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing. I think my standard was thank you so much for sharing my joy and excitement. That was pretty much it. Yeah. And in some cases they would write back and in some cases they weren't. Some cases I could figure out who they were eventually, but in Mm -hmm. some cases I couldn't. So I just went with thank you. That's a tough situation because you can't ask, right? If someone reaches out to you, you can't be like, oh, thanks. Who are you, by the way? I don't have your number. Or you can say maybe new phone. Just No, you can't. New phone who dis? Right. If you want to pull one of those, that's the only way. I, I feel like I can't do that because if they're reaching me with my number, then how do you say I have no idea who this is? You can't. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. really no coming back. You have to just kind of fake and be like, oh, like you did. Just that's a, That was a perfect answer. Yeah. I've been in that situation on birthdays. 
Oh, really? People text you and you don't know who they are? I, I, not often, but it was one I remember specifically. It was like a very nice message. It was, happy birthday. Like, hope you have the greatest day. Oh, how do you how do you respond? Wow. Thanks. Thanks wow. for thinking of me. That's crazy. Uh, something else, though, that happened is, well, at, at another time that it happened in my life is when Grammy passed away. And I heard from even more numbers that I didn't recognize Um, And hopefully they would identify themselves. See, if it's me and I think the person might not know my number, I will say Amy or this is Amy. Uh, But if it's someone who who is sure that you know who they are, then, of course, they're not going to identify themselves. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So uh, if we get a number, let's pretend it's Nick Saban. And (laughs) thanks, Nick. Or imagine how many people he's getting texting him now numbers that he does not know. Because in the the world of sports, especially high profile, an agent can get a number from another agent. And so players, athletes, coaches, celebrities, entertainers, that's how they reach each other is agents can get a hold of other agents. If you know who Nick Saban's agent is or you know who blah, blah, blah's agent is, well, then you can generally get a hold of them that route. That's how it happens a lot of the time. And so it's a little bit different because if, let's say it's Tom Brady, reach, they probably have each other's numbers saved, but it's Tom Brady reaching out to Nick Saban. Well, then it's likely that they were connected via friends or agents. Yeah. So I was watching a Brooklyn Nets game recently and the pregame they had this like, just feature of and they asked everyone on the team how many messages on their phone they had left on red and minimum like the lowest number a player had was 230 it was everyone was oh like my oh my gosh no, 800,000 2,000 900 they all just have all these messages that they and who was phone. this this was the Brooklyn Nets it was just, they asked every player on the team it was just kind of like a pregame like you know just like a segment like a funny thing and they just asked oh how many messages do you have on red on your phone and all of them were like oh my gosh 800, not that many. The guy says 1,000. Like, what do you mean not that many? Like, How many do you have unread on your phone? Zero. Me too. (laughs) I guess I'm not that popular, which actually that makes me want to break out in hives to think about 1,000 messages I haven't read. Could you imagine just getting blown up like that all day? No wonder you don't hear back from people when you text them sometimes. No, I can't imagine. I have a hard enough time just keeping up with the people that, I know personally, as well as some colleagues. And I was just saying that to my mom on Wednesday. I'm struggling just to figure out when to text and call. Like I used to be able to, but now with another peep in the house, I can't do that as much. And I feel like I need my attention to be on what's right in front of me. So it's very different even now. A thousand? I might throw the phone away. Just throw it in the throw it in the pool somewhere. Um, I forgot the player. Some of them were like six thousand. Dude, <gasps> just get messages and don't even. They just don't look at them. I guess no. it's just kind of at this point they just come and I don't know. Just well, and if it's a number they yeah. don't recognize, and they definitely aren't going to read it if they're not reading the majority of their messages anyway. Who gets six thousand messages? <laughs> oh into- no, blew my mind. How could you navigate that? Even if you do read some of them, how could you like navigate all? How can you of go up and threads? down your it's, right, up right. and down your your scroll of text messages and find the ones that are important? I guess you favorite all of those. I guess. I mean, why do you even have a phone if you're not going to answer any of the messages anyone ever sends you? Wow, that's crazy. Ben says there are people who think birds aren't real. 
They're government drones to spy on us. I've heard that. Stop it. Pigeons, really, specifically, I think, is the big well, one Well, we there are a lot of pigeons out there. They could easily blend in. Wow. I'd never heard that one before. See, this is not, this is not healthy. It's not healthy to believe that you're being spied on all the time. <laughs> I hope birds aren't drones. Yeah, I I like birds. <laughs> we have a bunch of birds in my backyard. Cardinals, blue jays, all kinds of morning doves. And why in the world would it? No. Why would they be spying on me? They're not. It's not. They're not. Not yet. Micah Parsons. He's got a new MVP choice because he likes to change his mind. And it's okay. Uh, also, his keys to victory against the Packers and... Why he believes his season was at least a little disappointing, which is crazy, right? It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on Facebook. With Nick Saban retiring, is that a more attractive job than any of the NFL openings? And bottom of the hour, we'll hear from one of Nick Saban's former QBs, his reaction to his coach finally stepping away at 72 years old. College football will not be the same. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. All right. You never want to start losing confidence in your teammates and your coaches around this time. This is when you're supposed to come together. You're supposed to build your team chemistry. You're supposed to lock in just a little bit more um, because you know how important playoffs is. You know how important everyone is to be locked in. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Micah Parsons doesn't hold back on his podcast called The Edge with Micah Parsons. And in his last episode before week 18, so coming out of their 
their win in which they had put themselves. So another loss by the Eagles, another win for the Cowboys in week 17. And they were then in position to claim the NFC East with another victory in week 18. So he did that podcast after the victory over the Lions, the one with the controversial ending, who reported, who didn't report. By the way, did you guys see last weekend? I bet uh, Lions fans did that every single play almost Dan Campbell had an offensive lineman reporting in as eligible just to be a total goof. (laughs) I've got controlled fury. (laughs) And that's how he channeled it. He made a joke of reporting his offensive lineman. Anyway, I digress. So Micah Parsons was talking about going into this time of the year, January, with everything you want on the horizon. And he was really talking about how the Eagles had been backpedaling and were not playing their best football. Well, winning the NFC East, it was a product of not just the Eagles sinking, but the Cowboys surging. Obviously, that's a big win, uh, becoming number two seed and being able to play at home. Uh, people know how well we've been able to play at home, so I think that's very important for the Dallas Cowboys um, and very important to, obviously, the energy. Everything changed. Everyone's like, oh, we're home. We get to play at home for at least two games. Um, obviously, if we win on Sunday, hopefully we win. Y'all know how much is important. Green Bay, Dallas doesn't get any bigger, but we're going to get into that later in the show. But <laughs> let's just wrap it up. Got my 14th sack of the season. Um, big career high for me. I said I wasn't going to be a 13 guy no more. Just speaking into existence, I thought I was going to be a 17, 18 guy. Ooh. But we won't get into that. We all know we could have, should have, would have. But we have 14 this year. Obviously, next year we're trying to go bigger and better and just keep taking, raising the bar every year. Raising the bar, raising the bar, raising the bar. TJ Watt ended up with 19 sacks this season to lead the NFL, but – He will not be available to play for the Steelers against the Bills on Sunday. So there's a blow. Uh, Behind him, Trey Hendrickson of the Bengals and Josh Allen, the other one, of the Jaguars were at 17 and a half. And Khalil Mack of the Chargers, who knew? Quite as 17 sacks in the history of the NFL. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, Micah goes on to talk about Sunday afternoon and this victory. No, I'm not speaking into existence. Sorry. This this battle, this challenge against the Packers. It's going to be super, super, super dope matchup. Super exciting. <laughs> I mean, man, oh, man. This is going to be a close one. Uh, This is going to be a good one at that. But we're at home. Uh, Man, it's going to be a great game. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, Obviously, LaFour is one of the best coaches. Um, And, you know, Mike McCarthy is one of the best coaches. It's going to be a heated matchup on Sunday. Great game. And, obviously, they got Aaron Jones, Aaron Dillon, A.J. Dillon. I mean, super great matchup. Can't wait to play out there Sunday. Super, super, super dope. Is that what he said? There were four supers. Super, super, super. Oh, that's three. Super, super, super dope. It's going to be super, super, super dope matchup. (laughs) Super, super, super dope. I like it. He cracks me up. All right. We've been asking, and he finally answered again, the bell, about the MVP. Now, he had flip-flopped. First, I think the first time I heard him talk about it was going back 
midseason, maybe when he said Dak Prescott should be the MVP. Then he switched to Tyreek Hill at some point, and Tyreek Hill should be the MVP. Then he decided Lamar Jackson should be the MVP. Well, now that the regular season is over, Micah, who you got? Oh, Dak Prescott called his shot, said he wasn't going to have 10 picks. But not only did he not have 10 picks, but he led the league in touchdowns. He's my vote for MVP. Um, He had a hell of a year. Uh, You know, passing rating, completion percentage. I mean, Dak, I mean, he just had a terrific year. Couldn't be more proud of him. And it was the bounce back year. A lot of people, he dealt with the hand injury. Uh, coming Probably rushed back earlier than he had to midway through the season last year. Just trying to get a rhythm of things. Uh, but he made no excuses. He made no excuses. He just got better. And I knew it was going to be a special year for Dak coming into training camp. I know y'all saw the training camp uh, when Dak's talking trash back. Everything's intense between Trayvon and Dak. And Dak just had that swagger, man. He had that He had that composure. He said, I'm going to keep getting better. I'm going to keep going. And, man, number four, hell of a year, brother. I actually agree with Micah Parsons. Crazy enough, I know this is not going to be a popular opinion, and I'm okay with that. They finished up with the NFC East title, 12 wins. Now, the Ravens finished up with 13. So I understand why Lamar Jackson would get a bunch of nods and and the way that he plays. But Dak is no less valuable to the Cowboys than Lamar is to the Ravens. Both teams are division champs. The Ravens have one more win, yes, but he didn't play in week 18. And I understand why. I do get it. You don't want him to get hurt. That makes perfect sense to me. But if we're going on stats as a way to measure value and potentially split hairs between the two, Dak Prescott is a guy who just had his best season as a pro. And as Micah points out on the edge with Micah Parsons, he led the league in touchdown passes, 36 to go along with only nine interceptions. His QB rating was just shy of 106. Let me see if I can find Lamar's. Lamar's was 103. Lamar had 12 fewer touchdown passes, but of course he had, I'm going to have to look at the rushing. Will you see if you can figure out how many rushing touchdowns Lamar Jackson had? Lamar did have two fewer interceptions. Completion rate for Lamar, 67%. For Dak, 69.5%. 4,500 yards for Dak. 36. Uh, about 3,700 yards for Lamar, though, again, Lamar using his feet as well. Let's see, looking for rushing, rushing, rushing. F- only five rushing touchdowns, huh? Again, the, the stats don't tell the whole story, so I'm not saying you should base it just on stats. But he didn't have nearly as much real estate to rush this year. And Dak Prescott, just he raised his level of play. Yes, Lamar Jackson is extremely valuable. One of the best combos in the league, though, quarterback-wide receiver, is Dak with C.D. Lamb. 
And I think Dak deserves a ton of credit for that, for developing that relationship with CD. Ravens have much more of a run game, as it turned out, consistently than do the Cowboys. The change from Kellen Moore to Mike McCarthy calling plays, and Lamar also changed the offensive coordinator. Both of them had to take more ownership of the offenses. But I like the fact that each of them had a little bit of extra autonomy, a little bit of extra opportunity to put their own stamp on the offense. It's hard to split hairs. I know uh, Dak played in Week 18 because the Cowboys wanted that win and the NFC East title. Maybe he doesn't play if it's already in the bag. But that mattered to me, too. Last chance to make an impression on the MVP voters. And boy, did he. With the four touchdowns on the road, even. Micah answers the question of why Dak over Lamar. 4,500 yards, uh, 36 touchdowns, leads the NFL, has nine interceptions, uh, less overall turnovers, and, uh, you know, QBR 72.6, second QBR. Uh, without a doubt, I think Dak Prescott had the better year. Um, I mean, look at the Ravens' defense. They just won a triple crown. Um, they had the best defense in the NFL this year, without a doubt. Like, they're, they're ha- they're, 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 there's back and forth. There's balance to it, right? Lamar played great. Uh, obviously, he's going to win MVP because how the media looks at it. But Dak played the best football in the NFL. I don't, uh, uh, you know, as a quarterback, no one can tell me differently. The stats, the film... Uh, the place he's been able to extend, what he did this year, he he is by far my MVP. Okay. Micah reserves the, the, the right, reserves the prerogative to change his mind. And I would bet there are a lot of voters who did the same thing. This is not an easy call. Producer Jay, who else would you put in the the ring, so to speak? Who else would you put in the conversation for MVP? Brock Purdy? Christian McCaffrey, I was going to say. Christian McCaffrey. But Purdy, I'm sure people would put him in there. I think McCaffrey, I, if I'm going with a Niner, I'd say him over Purdy at this point for the last month of the year. But, but see, the issue is they'll probably, they would split votes. Yeah, they if, would. If, you're, if there are guys out there, sorry, voters, not guys, guys or gals out there, uh, who are going that route, you're talking about potentially splitting the votes between two Niners. They could cannibalize each other, yeah. Um, Tyree Kill, I'm sure people will say him. Now, he, he fell off at the bit. end. He did. Well, he, injury and he missed too. a game, right? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I said this on Sunday, and I'm going to stick with it. I think Dak should be the NFL MVP this season. The way they finished how they played at home, again, his ownership, his stamp on the offense, making it his own. I love what Lamar Jackson did with Todd Monken, and obviously how can you quibble with 13 wins most in the NFL? But I think I'm going Dak. I think I'm going Dak. Not that anyone asked me, but that's my opinion for free. It's hard to argue it. Mm Mm-hmm. You can make an argument either way, I guess, is kind of the point. Right. But I love that Micah flip-flopped. <laughs> All right, on Twitter, A-Law Radio. Also on our Facebook page, A.J. McCarron played for Nick Saban at Alabama. His reaction to his coach, I don't want to say stunning retirement, 
but uh, but a bit of a surprise announcement. Some of the details about how Nick Saban broke the news to his team. And also, I'll tell you which job I think is most attractive or which jobs I think are most attractive. And this is before we know if there are any more openings. Our phone number, 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Saban used to bake the best cakes in the world. And I used to stand by the oven when I was a kid and say, when's this cake going to be done? When's this cake going to be done? And she said, if I don't let it go through and take it out of the oven too soon, it's going to turn to mush, so it won't be a really good cake. Favorite cake. Want to know your favorite cake since you mentioned that? Yeah, well, um, carrot cake. That's easy. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. I can't wait to hear him in a broadcast booth or on his own weekly podcast. He does do a radio show. He's got his own radio show, as many of these coaches do. It's usually with the play-by-play announcer or uh, maybe it's a local radio station in Tuscaloosa. Um, I have done a a bunch of play-by-play for various college teams, and one of the responsibilities was always hosting the coach's show. But he doesn't need anyone to co-host with him. He could just go on and on with stories and insight and goodness. Uh, His his tales about his wife, Terry, and some of their family, uh, the family members, and just the the various elements of their family life. I, I've heard those before from friends of mine who are either Bama grads or who still live in Tuscaloosa in the area. He's got a great sense of humor. I, I think about him a lot like a Bill Belichick. Belichick has a personality, obviously. He just doesn't choose to share it when he's working or talking about the Patriots very often. Now, every now and then you'll get him to laugh or, or crack a smile. He'll make a Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey joke. I mean, he's he's got a great sense of humor. We know he loves Bon Jovi. He's got some uh, some real rock and roll affinity and loves to travel. Remember the the draft that was done virtually in 2020? He had, I think it was his then-girlfriend. They're married now, or fiancé. Um, but his his significant other's dog was sitting in the chair at the computer when he would be up and and Nike was making the picks. I mean, he's got a great sense of humor and so does Nick Saban. He tells funny stories. He just gets to the point where he's he's no nonsense and doesn't want to deal with the stupid, what he considers to be the, uh, not that he would use the word stupid, but the... The questions, the narratives, the rhetoric, because he thinks it's detrimental to his team's development in one way or another. Either the kids are believing their own press, where they're unbeatable, they're this, they're that, they're kings of the world, uh, or it's the opposite, where it's him constantly having to deal with questions about his coaching and not his coaching, sorry, his coaching decisions. Um, I don't know if you guys remember when it was Jalen Hurts and it was Tua and there was a quarterback competition and how exasperated he would get. He made Kyle Shanahan look like uh, small fry, the way that he would get so exasperated about the nonstop questions over his coaching and in his decisions. And so he just got to the point where he would be no-nonsense and kind of shut it down with curt answers or... um, you know, answers that didn't give you any information. I don't understand this question. And that's that's Bill Belichick. Just done. 
with the constant stupid questions. That's not my job. <laughs> anyway, he his players love him. I've heard from so many Alabama grads who are now in the NFL uh, that not only is his program all about hard work, if you work hard, there's a place for you at Alabama. And he embodies that. Nick himself works like nobody's business. Um, and so that was really the hallmark of Alabama, but also because it was so rigorous and because it was so full of expectation, it was the kind of preparation that made the transition to the NFL that much easier for Bama players. Again, heard it from multiple Bama grads. Some of them even told me that it was harder to play under Nick Saban and more rigorous and... There were more rules, and it was more disciplined. You had to be more accountable than you do in the NFL, which is interesting. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. A.J. McCarron, former Alabama quarterback, and he weighed in on, this is called The Rally. Uh, it's a Twitter handle or a radio show, but it's a it's a media entity, uh, and A.J. McCarron was making his comments about Nick Saban's retirement and his reaction. There was times where I had said on our show with T-Bob that Coach looked tired, right? He, he, he had talked about, done multiple interviews about how he hated the NIL uh, and the transfer. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. portal all being there at the same time and how it was making college football not college football anymore it was starting to be just a another level of pro football um and i don't think he was a huge fan of being in that did he come out and complain all the time about it like Dabo? no uh, but behind closed doors it was something that he did not like something he talked about and um i think him just also having grandkids now wanting to spend time with his grandkids and mm. take a step away from football and just enjoy life. I mean, hell, he's 72 years old. And uh, listen, he, he's accomplished everything he he set out to do. Um, and I don't know what else he could do other than just keep winning. But at some point, 
there, there's a time where I'm sure Miss Terry wants him around his his kids. Uh, you know, want him to be around his grandkids. So, um, listen, it, I mean, what other time to to step away than now? And um, you know, I, I'm happy for him. I, I wish him nothing but the best. Former Bama quarterback A.J. McCarron on the rally. And here are the details that we've gotten from various sources uh, that Nick Saban actually was still interviewing potential coaching candidates, so assistant coaching candidates on Tuesday. <laughs> and then he he made the announcement to his players and to his own coaching staff on Wednesday. Spoke to them for about 15 minutes, let him know he was retiring uh, and then allowed the athletic director to go ahead and make some comments to them after he left the room. And so he was insistent that no one know until he told his players himself. And I appreciate that so much that this did not leak ahead of time. But somebody told Chris Lowe right away, he's the ESPN College Football Insider, there's probably a text message that was going to him even before Saban was done addressing the team. Maybe an assistant coach who was in the room, who's connected, something like that. Uh, but yeah, Chris had the story, and right away, as soon as Saban told his players, it was out. Uh, so yes, Nick Saban had been doing coaching activities and continuing forward uh, right up until the moment at which he told the team. And uh, some, and this has been reported in different places too. So not a surprise when I say this, but because he'd expressed some of it himself, he really didn't like where college football was going more and more frustrated with, and I call it the wild, wild West, but more and more frustrated with transfer portal and with NIL, which essentially is a front for pay for play. You can say whatever you want. It's a front for pay for play. And so Nick Saban expressed some of that frustration and not feeling like it was actually leveling the playing field, but that it was really just creating kind of this free-for-all. And, and we'd heard that from him over the years, over the last couple of years. There's a lot of traditions that we've had for a long time in college football, and uh, I think we're in a time of evolution for whatever reasons. Um, and some of those traditions are going to get sort of pushed by the wayside, I think. He was about building a team from the ground up, so to speak, building and developing players. And it stood in stark contrast with the NIL and the transfer portal. And I'm not saying that players shouldn't have more authority and autonomy over their own careers. Right, I hated the fact that players lost a year of eligibility because they changed schools. But the transfer portal, it's an easy way for coaches to recruit because they're all in one spot. And a lot of times it comes down to how much will you pay me? Who will give me the biggest deal? And, and I understand why that's frustrating for coaches who have tried to do it a different way, kind of a grassroots coaching and teaching method and that's how you build a winner as opposed to poaching or paying players who will show up on your campus because you've given them the best offer it's after hours with amy lawrence here on cbs sports radio so who could replace nick saban at alabama this is more with aj mccarran i think it has to be somebody that one has been involved with the university right has been involved in his process 
and seen throughout the years of the amount of work it took to get to that point uh, where he, he leaves it now. But for me, it would be Lane Kiffin. Uh, I think it needs to be an offensive-minded guy. Uh, Lane is, is a guy that has been in the SEC for a while. Uh, he knows the type of athletes that it takes to win in the SEC. And, and I'm a fan of Dan Lanning. I'm not saying Dan Lanning would be a horrible selection, uh, but I'm also hearing from my sources that Dan Lanning could be the top choice uh, that they lean towards. But it's a different type of recruit from the SEC to the, the Big Ten to the Pac-12 especially. Like it, It's just different. You're, you're playing different uh, athletes week in and week out on a consistent basis. So uh, Lane's done that for years in the SEC. He's recruited well at Ole Miss, which is a hard place to recruit at. Lane Kiffin seems to be a popular choice. Dan Lanning right now is the coach at Oregon, and he was previously with Georgia uh, on the defensive side of the ball. So there's another name that's being floated out there. I agree with A.J. McCarron on the rally. It needs to be someone who knows the Alabama tradition. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 